This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On Global News Radio, and I'm Peter Sherman in for John Oakley. And, you know, um, there was an economic release that uh, I guess to a certain extent I would have to, uh, in all fairness, say was eclipsed a bit by what's been going on at the city level and uh, at the provincial level. I'm talking about the political provincial level because the uh, Financial Accountability Office is also an Ontario institution, but it operates somewhat independently of the uh, political structure of the legislature. And its job is to tell us where we are and where we're going. And, and what the FAO has done is issue it, it's issued its spring ni- uh, 2019 economic budget outlook. I might get my words straight if I keep talking. You never know. Stay tuned. Anyway, um, we're lucky enough to have Peter Weltman with us. He is Ontario's financial accountability officer, and uh, he joins us on the telephone. Good afternoon, Peter. Good afternoon, Peter. Good afternoon. Well, that was an echo. Wasn't that great? <laughs> okay, I thought it was terrific. <laughs> so I've been I've been reading uh, your executive summary, and I've been reading your high level, and I think uh, for the purposes of radio, let's just say. Um, I think it's fair to summarize in a line by by saying to our listeners that your office, the uh, FAO, Financial Accountability Office, says given the current state of affairs and moving at the rate and the way we're doing it, on the budget presented to us and the projections presented to us by the Ford government, we're going to wind up in surplus by 2023-24. It's a long way away, isn't it? Those words were great. You did it. Uh, you did. A, you did a great job on that. So All right. that's, that's effectively right. That's what we've done. What, yeah. What we do is we provide our own independent analysis. So as you mentioned, we are you know part of the legislative assembly. We support MPPs. So we don't work for the government per se. We have our own ability to model economic models, look at the revenue side, and what we do is we provide sort of our own analysis of the budget and our own analysis of the fiscal situation in the, in the fiscal outlook. And what we've come down to is that given what's in the budget, if the government is able to maintain the spend growth that it has put out there at 1%, and if the economy you know stays more or less stable as, as we forecast, then... Uh, we should see a surplus in year five. And we also should see a very minor, but nonetheless, uh, a, a, a an improvement on what they're forecasting for their bottom line in the year we're in. Well, yes, and that's, that's always kind of a normal situation where we may have different forecasts from, from the government based on our, our methodologies and our assumptions. So I don't get too hung up on those things. We're not too far apart on the size of the economy. A billion here, I know it sounds like a lot of money, and it is, but when you're forecasting an $800 billion economy, you know, a billion here and there is, is in the forecasting world, is, is rounding error. As somebody I used to work for said, just a lot of extra zeros is all. It, and it really is. But uh, I'm not trying to make light of it. And I know that I can't really ask you a political question and expect you to give me a political answer, so I won't. But let's just try to juxtapose something. Uh, before you came on, and probably to a certain extent after you get off, I'm going to be talking with uh, listeners and talking with other people on panelists who do make political comments. And what they're talking about is the fact that uh, the cuts that we're getting are unsustainable, if you even believe they're cuts, or the mayor of Toronto saying we can't do this. Uh, and uh, so, so the question becomes, not just for the FAO, but for all of Ontario, can we maintain a situation where a 1% annual forecast growth um, goes forward and takes us through four years and we actually get out with our skin? 
It's a very difficult thing to do. And there, what we've done in the report is we've said the last time this has happened was in the 1990s, and it hasn't been repeated since then because it's tough. And the reason it's tough is because the programs that the provincial government is responsible for, the big three, health, education, social services, the cost of those programs is driven by people. It's driven by population growth. It's driven, certainly for health, is aging. And then you've got an inflation factor in there as well. And in some cases, certainly health inflation, it's well in excess of, of normal CPI. So you have these things, this demand, if you will, uh, year in and year out. <clears throat> these are programs that affect everybody. It's not a very small group. It's a very large group. So you have a lot of affected stakeholders, if you will, to use the, the government terminology. And that's why it's difficult to do. It doesn't mean it can't be done. Um, the government, you know, is the one that spends the money. The government writes the checks. They have many policy levers, long policy options available to them, um, but they aren't they aren't going to be easy. Well, no, they're not going to be easy, and they're not easy right now, as uh, as Ford and company are discovering. But you know, you just mentioned, and and quite uh, correctly, and uh, you're talking to a one-time finance critic, so I'm not without knowledge of of the finances of Ontario, when you add health and social services and education and the debt service, which is the interest we pay, as you mentioned, you're dealing with over 80% of the annual budget. There are only so many levers left. That's right. You're exactly right. Um, however, you know, as you point out, debt service is, is increasing. And I think this government has pointed out that that's something that they wanted to tackle. So I think uh, they've decided and they've campaigned on it that that's something that they think is serious and they want to uh, take a shot at, at, at managing. Uh, you know, it can be, it, it's, it can be done, and as I said, it's but it's very difficult. Um, it's being done in healthcare all the time. I think you know overall over the over a number of years we've seen a gradual decline in healthcare spending. I mean, and and still delivering. You know, I, again, I don't want to comment too much on on the outcomes because I'm not really sitting on those programs. <clears throat> but really, Ontario spends the least amount of money per capita on healthcare and has for a long time relative to the rest of the province, and still has you know pretty decent pretty decent outcome. So part of that is a result of economies of scale. We have a big province, a large population, and we can take advantage of that. So there may be other, you know, other advantages there too. Well, it's interesting that uh, the Canadian Taxpayers Federation has already been reacting uh, to what it's seeing, and I think you probably know that. And I'm going to give you a quote from uh, from an official of that organization. When Premier Doug Ford was campaigning last year, he promised to cut the carbon tax, and he did it, but he also promised to cut personal income taxes, the small business tax, and the excise tax on gas. Canadian Taxpayers Federation are holding the Premier to his promise. There's room in the budget to cut taxes, and the Premier needs to get it done. Taxpayers need relief, and it is a core part of Ford's mandate. Are you talking about that when you allude in your report to other measures that have not been invoked yet? Exactly right. So these are what we call unannounced measures, and it's a normal part of budgeting. So this is something where I like to say the numbers in some ways speak louder than the words. So the numbers articulate a five-year plan. They put out a five-year plan going forward, and inside that five-year plan, there are provisions starting in year three for reduction in personal income tax, and that's been reported publicly. And that's something you can, you know, if you're looking at these numbers regularly, you can pick out pretty quickly when you see GDP growth going up and tax revenue going down. Normally, they go the same way. So you know something's happening. So we also say, too, in the report, 
<clears throat> there will be, you know, there are provisions for other taxes to drop as well. Uh, we aren't at liberty to say exactly which ones because that information has been disclosed, disclosed to us in confidence, cabinet confidence, which is fine. And uh, so, yeah, it's in the it's in the fiscal plan. Uh, hasn't been announced yet because, and that's normal. These are these are measures where either cabinet hasn't decided or. Maybe they want to wait and see how their first couple of years go. They want to see how the spending side looks. They want to see how the economy looks. So it's it's normal, prudent, uh, prudent budgeting. Peter, last question. Ontarians listening to us now, watching this uh, theater unfold, because it is a dramatic performance as far as I'm concerned on all sides, uh, and there are many sides, union and, and the government and the, the city of Toronto and other cities, that, that sort of thing. But taking that all out of the equation... From your perspective, as a non-political officer of the legislature, should Ontarians look forward to a good period in the next couple of years? Well, that's a very broad question and depends how you define good. I mean, you know, we live in a terrific... Let's just say positive. Province. I think it's... I think, uh, well, I mean, economic growth is going to be a little bit uncertain. We have some headwinds in terms of business investment and a little bit of uncertainty around NAFTA. We have some headwinds in terms of household availability and indebtedness. So that may put the damper on things a little bit. But again, you know, my crystal ball is no better than the government, so that may or may not happen. And spending-wise, um, the government... Clearly, if they're going to follow their plan, um, there is going to be a lot, a lot of impact in, in all, as these spending measures roll out. So, I don't know if I want to call it good or bad. I think there will certainly people will notice that the government is is doing something. Peter, always a pleasure, and thank you very much for joining me. And thanks for having me. All right, that's Peter Weltman. He is Ontario's Chief Financial Accountability Officer, talking about the Spring Report. I am Peter Sherman, in for Oakley. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.